0: The challenge I see today from our own research is that most financial instruments move together because of the creation of exchange-traded funds, right? So even seeing when the market tanked, most things moved together.
1: On this episode of Early Bird, Mike Kelly, founder of Investment Science. Mike joins the podcast today to talk about correlations and risk management and what this type of analysis means for investors in 2022. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, Let me tell you you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Mike, thanks so much for joining us today on the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. How are you doing today, Stephen?
1: I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about correlations and risk management and what that means for average investors in today's stock market. But before we get into that, Mike, um, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. 30 seconds, quick biography about you. Uh, What what should the audience know about you, Mike? Mike?
0: Sure. So I'm the founder of Investment Science. Think of that as a management consulting firm where we conduct uh, business-driven, strategic growth, technology enablement consulting services for financial institutions. So think of business-driven as front, middle, or back office as it pertains to financial services. Think of technology services more of anything you want automated right, Uh, or the latest technology trends, Python programming, machine learning, data science, JIRA, and uh, strategic growth, there's a lot of sales automation, right, so little things like uh, follow-up almost eight times, which uh, I suppose some people could view that to be a bit too aggressive, but sometimes that's what it takes to get a response, and uh, I've Uh, A data science course at Baruch College at a master's level. I'm finishing up at the Wharton School of Business in their Stonier program, which is more of uh, uh, executive banking masters to train you to be a CFO, CEO at a bank. And I've been in uh, banking technology for over a decade. And uh, just prior to we dive into anything else, anything discussed on this podcast is more uh, in an educational, conversational domain. Does not constitute. Um, financial and that's advice, advice yeah. does absolutely. not constitute um, any of our customers' opinions. These are just my personal views on it. An, yep. And everybody should talk to a CPA and or uh, a tax professional or financial yeah. advisor.
1: I absolutely yeah. tell that to people. Talk to a financial advisor. So, so Mike, today we're talking about correlations, uh, an important subject. A lot of average investors probably don't uh, know much about it. But it's incredibly important. So, so, Mike, I guess starting at a very low level here, what, what exactly is a correlation?
0: So, yeah. So, a correlation is different uh, amongst most statistical measures, isn't it? Here's something basic. Correlation does not mean causation. Mm. So, a correlation could mean that um, at a certain time of day, these baskets of stocks tend to move up or down in a certain direction. But if you wanna take a step back, since this is an investment podcast or retail investors or college students wanting to break into the field, um, you get a bit more granular in how do we measure and we won't have enough time to go into the mathematics, but it goes down to statistical distributions. Is an investment normally distributed? Most aren't, but many measures make assumptions. So as it pertains to correlations, we have Kendall, Pearson, Spearman, and some of those are, are stating normal. Some of them are just conducting ordinal, meaning are we conducting ranking or are we conducting the mathematics to, to say, you know, how do these things move? But remember, it doesn't mean it causes it. Yeah. But you'll see a lot of, you know, without giving away too much, a lot of enterprises They are also unfortunately measuring at the same duration. So you could say, let me take Microsoft, let me take Google, Mm -hmm. let me take a look at their stock price, the price itself or the percentage change, and let me conduct the correlation which is measured between zero and one. One would mean, you know, it's almost highly correlated. Zero would mean it's not doesn't really move together. And the whole idea in investments from a correlation mechanism is Conduct your correlation, um, maybe pick 25 to 30 investments that don't move together, maybe put two to 3% in each investment. And that's also talking to the retail crowd that puts all their money into crypto
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and why you saw even the past, I would say decade or 10 to 12 years mm-hmm. uh, of the bull market that went in the market that people didn't really see a need for financial advisors. And I think from the stagflation we're in almost, we're in the 1970s now and, um, People are seeking financial assistance and companies are seeking how do we curb costs. But if we take another step back, a lot of companies are unfortunately measuring it on the exact same day where you could lag it by a month. So you could say, what was the price of Microsoft today versus Google today? But then you're also saying, what about Microsoft a month out? Where's uh-huh. Google today? So or a month before, or a week before, or a day before? Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt
1: you. No, 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 not at all. I, I, I love how you explained it. So essentially, correlation is is sort of an analysis that you're um, using for different stocks, different investments. It, it, it's technical in nature. It sounds like, right?
0: Yes, it's more statistical, or um, yeah, like like. Uh, like In the school technical analysis, it would follow more of that approach, and that's where most automation occurs through uh, computers on uh, electronic trading.
1: Got it. Obviously, this would be a lot easier to demonstrate in a video as opposed to a podcast. But still, uh, just so the audience knows, it is a type of analysis, and it, it, it seems like it can be pretty beneficial um, for stocks. Um, I guess as an investor, um, when you're doing this type of analysis, uh, Mike, Um, what is it that you're trying to look for with the stocks? Are you trying to find different investments? You mentioned Google, for example, or Microsoft, for example. Are you trying to find investments that do correlate to each other or are you really trying to look more for investments that don't correlate so that way you have some type of risk protection in your portfolio?
0: Well, even like, you know, I'm working in banking what the enterprises do, and this is mostly at like a pension level, like a money manager, but individuals can conduct this manner. It's like... First of all, do a top-down approach, right? Find things that you know, right? So let's just say you know a ton about technology, pick your favorite technology company. Mm -hmm. But we built uh, a product that took us over a decade, Uh, We're probably gonna rename it, but right now it's called Investment Lab and should be ready for the consumer markets within about six months. That's a two-sided marketplace to match investors to financial models.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Meaning if you had $100 to invest, it could flow into a different financial product, time frame, and strategy, which ties to my correlation, how I just taught you, that none of these things move together in hopes that we just stop losing, we just stop being speculative and we stop losing money, but we also say, can I keep custody? Mm-hmm. Meaning no more Bernie Madoffs. <laughs> Again, you're not mailing checks to people. Are these returns even real? Real-time audits of returns? And bringing the power back to uh, consumers, um, that because of m- many people want to learn more about these things, and uh, that software really looks at a bunch of mathematics that we just spoke about. But yeah. what's going on with news? What's going on with technicals? What's going on with like financials? What's going on with accounting?
1: But Mike, in terms of correlations, are you trying to you, you know, let's say you're an investor, you use uh, correlations as an analysis to to determine which investments to make. Do you want different investments, let's say different stocks that do uh-huh. correlate with each other, or do you uh-huh. want stocks that uh-huh. don't correlate uh-huh. with each other?
0: Well, you'd actually get a, even away from stocks. you say, if I have $100 to invest, a uh-huh. dollar
1: could
0: go into a stock, a dollar could go into a derivative. We derive our value off of something else. A derivative on a stock could be an options contract, right? So it's almost like you have risk, you have limited risk, limited reward, um, but you're also conducting like, oh, can I put some money into real estate? Can I put some money into a startup? Almost like enterprise management. But most most retail investors really are focused just on stocks, but more recently crypto. Uh, and, and it's they're just trying to like understand what's going on it's like pick maybe 25 to 30 stocks there's different rules and even Warren Buffett coined it and some people disagree with it like this you take your age and you subtract it from 100 right and that so if I'm 30 we take 100 we subtract that we have 70 percent of our portfolio in equities 30 percent in fixed income bonds but The challenge I see today from our own research is that most financial instruments move together because of the creation of exchange-traded funds, right? So even seeing when the market tanked, most things moved together, right? I mean, some things shot up, like oil and things like that, but it's always the concept of reversion to the mean, right? Prices get out of whack. They did with crypto back in November they did with uh, commercial real estate or even real estate in the cities in 2020 mm. and you're actually seeing a lot of those prices revert back to the norm so we get more into academia here but there's the random walk theory right that prices move in random that's an advanced math model people could look up there's also you know like dcf this kind of cash flow analysis four factor modeling where you where you're looking at all the financials but then you're looking at momentum, which is a technical indicator, and maybe like book value. And then you're just comparing things to everything. So you typically do need software to do everything you want to do, but if you don't have those tools, we'll probably have a solution in six months out for the public, but in the meantime, go with what you know uh, and, you know, make sure you're just not throwing everything into one asset class, but also understand
1: a lot of these things move together. point when we return we'll hear from mike about options trading and what retail investors should know about correlations but first let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through early bird a free daily email newsletter early bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks cryptocurrency and crowdfunding with early bird's daily weekday email investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So, Mike, today we're we're talking about correlations, mm-hmm. uh, um, and, and you did a good job, you know, describing kind of what it is from a very basic level. You know, it, it does sort of relate to to risk management, right? It, you know, in in some ways.
0: On the correlation side, but before we just get into, and we'll try to keep it more focused on correlations, but that's more risk management, right? That if you're conducting an investment, what's my risk reward, right? So if I were to purchase, say Microsoft, if my risk reward is two to one, that means I should be able to make double whatever I put in. I put $50 in, I should be able to make $100 but then I'm controlling my risk where I'm looking at support and resistance levels and statistics stating that, you know, like something like an average true range uh, where we're taking the absolute value of the differentiation between the bid and ask value. And you could sometimes with some asset classes be like a two times average true range or do something like Bollinger bands of, or moving averages and just say like if it dips below a few values beneath that just get out of the position right or it gets more into because you're talking about risk management Mm -hmm. options contracts right and this also ties into correlations but derivative instruments we derive our value off of something else so an option contract could be like i buy one call option for say Microsoft, that's 100 shares of Microsoft, and some point into the future. Now the, the issue of options is people tend to overuse them, especially retail investors, and they, they, they tend to be high risk, but if one were to put, say, between one and 5% of their portfolio in option contracts, they could say I'm buying a put option or I'm going short uh, the S&P 500, So when the market's crashing, I have a fixed loss, but uh, a return of n number of percent. So I know my risks up front. And um, when it gets down to correlations, again, it's looking at the timeframes, right? Don't just look at the correlation today. Look at it, you know, three months, six months. Look at it in uh, 2009 versus today or how does it evolve over time, and everything reverts back to the mean. So even the correlations can break out, and that gets at the to stab arbitrage, which they do at some banks, is that they see things that were correlated, they broke apart for a short amount of time. Um, you could get very advanced or very basic, but then you even get into insurance of something called the IULs, which is whole life insurance. Yeah, and- I-,
1: I don't want to <laughs> get too far deep into that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I-, I just... You know, this year, as you know, it's it, it hasn't been a kind market. Um, stocks are down, you, cryptos down. It's been a pretty bad market. So, for a lot of retail investors, it's been a very frustrating year. Um, how can retail investors use correlations in today's market in twenty
0: twenty two? Um. Well, it's the same concept, right? That first of all. Uh, I'll get into correlation in a second, but even crypto, what's it backed by?
1: Mm.
0: Nothing. Right? <laughs> so when the price shot up that high and you look at support and resistance levels, you could just look at a you could look at technicals of a double top or double bottom, meaning like if the resistance level was say thirty thousand and it reached that point again it's statistically likely that it's going to crash because interest rates are rising. It's not backed by anything. So don't just dive into something without understanding it. That's what I even tell my students in data science. So just start coding, right? Don't just go into correlations, understand what you're investing in and don't just do it because everyone else is doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. And so it's a correlations, it can give an investor an edge this year, you know, especially given the way the market's been.
0: You could use it just in any type of market, right? With correlations, right? You, you can take a look at your existing portfolio mm-hmm. today and you could hypothetically sell some of the things that lost and reallocate into things that are going well. Mm. Um, but as it pertains to correlations, right, you get down to the different measures of Kendall, Pearson, and Spearman, and you conduct the calculations. But you'll have to keep updating that, and but it's also your position size of each instrument you're in that you know, if you have, let's say you have 30 stocks, you're just putting it in stocks, you know, roughly a little bit over three percent in each stock. A lot of people are putting all their money into crypto. So that's where they got wiped out, but then they were going, they're very optimistic the past two years. I'm up, you know, two thousand percent. Anyone who says that in the money management world, they take a step back because they think you're taking on too much risk.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? that, that that is a pretty yeah. It, it makes sense. I can I can see w- why that would be risky, um, Mike. So w- I guess as we sort of wrap this discussion up, what what advice would you offer to retail investors that want to use and learn more about correlations and how it can help them with their investments.
0: Sure. So they, um, they could just go to our website, investmentscy.com, uh click on insights and go to the search and type in correlations. And we have a blog post on it that goes into a significant amount of detail. And maybe just go through our blog and read up on any of the topics, inclusive of risk management. Even when we spoke about, um, Back in 2020, before all the stimulus, uh-huh. we were telling people, like, oh, well, what would be really interesting is uh, you sell everything and then you put money into bonds that paying currencies on different maturity dates. Fixed income instruments bought out of this camp, U.S. companies in different currencies on different dates, right? Because these currencies fluctuate mm. and it's a fixed income payment, which so think outside the box, do so.
1: Yeah, you really need to, especially this year. And I think when you're talking about correlations and how it can be used, um, the type of analysis, I think it's important to learn. I think a lot of investors are going to be interested in it. Um, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the Early Bird Podcast talking about correlations and risk management. Uh, Before we wrap up the podcast, I just have one final question, and it's the big question for today's discussion. That question is, excluding animals what thing from nature best describes you
0: i would say uh well i like to surf so a bit like the ocean (laughs) it's changing all the time uh uh just like the ocean changes with the height of the wave the weather around it where i'm always changing to stay on top of the latest trends and see what's going on to advise companies and try to help others
1: Sounds good. I think a lot of people uh, would say that's a good um, thing from nature to be. Certainly a powerful one, for sure. Thank you again to Mike Kelly for sharing your insights on correlations. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.